Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. But when he got buried, he carried my sins far away. Oh, what a mighty God we serve today. How many love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Amen, amen. Quickly remain standing. We're getting the word of the Lord today. Let me join with Brother Nathaniel Cowan. So good to have every guest and friend. We welcome you to the friendliest church in town. And we are not ashamed to tell you, we believe this is the best church in town. Amen. Because this is God's church. And you have made it better by being here today. And so we invite you, every one of you, make yourself at home. Get involved. You feel like clapping, clap them hands. You feel like shouting, preaching with the preacher. We invite you to make yourself at home. And all the church folks said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Sister Stephanie, Brother Kevin, we want to celebrate. Uh, she has won. He just gets to be involved by proxy today. But I don't want to say that out loud. I want you to come real quick. We got a, a card here for Mother of the Year. Amen. Sister Stephanie, we know you want it all by yourself. Amen. And happy anniversary. Amen. God bless. Let's give them another good hand. God bless them today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so they got just a couple days. Amen. You ought to buy our strawberries. I mean, it's getting convenient. And uh, sometimes in church, you know, the Lord's talking to somebody. I'm just saying. And uh, this is a great, great time. So thankful that First Lady's in the house today. How many love this precious woman, the Lord? And she's my mother to top it all off. Love her so dearly. Amen. And, and what a great thing that's happening today. Bishop sends his adoration, absolute love. Let's re remember to lift him up. Pray for him. He's already preached innumerable amount of times. I heard his voice via Viber yesterday. And he sounded like he preached a three-month-long revival. Let's pray for him. He said, I'm going up into the hills, so I'm going to be preaching. And if you've ever done that, you know what it entails. Let's pray that God's hand would guide him, strengthen him. And he already uses him mightily. But God would give him absolute wisdom, heavenly discretion to lead that nation and those works to a greater place. Everybody said amen. John chapter 5, while you're standing John chapter 5, feel so strongly about the word of the Lord today, and the last two days, all I could hear when I began to pray was, be made whole, be made whole, and I began to pray, and I just, I felt the repetitiveness of God's intention, and today, really, if you want to hang a title on this, is, wilt thou be made whole? What a question, Jesus turned, he said, do you want to be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? I don't have to ask for a show of hands today to understand that there is many needs and miracles that need to be obtained in this house today. From familial things, emotional things, to just life things. That's why we're in the house of God today. But let me encourage somebody. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing that we come running and leaping and dancing. Hello, somebody. He said, cast your cares, not not your goods and your facades, but cast your cares. Oh, what a wonderful God that we serve. Matthew chapter 5, verse, let's begin in verse 5. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lie, 
I want you to, I know this is King James English and English is confusing sometimes, but the word L-I-E always causes me pause. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time, and I believe it backs itself up, in that case, he saith unto him, wilt thou be made whole? It was a query, it was a question. It was not, can I heal you? Do you actually want to be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. Therein lies the problem that's indicative of today. This man's, his eyes were not, were not vertical, but rather horizontal. I, I, I have no man to lean on. Church, I don't want when Jesus comes to me to tell the master of it all, I have no human. I have no advocate. I have no high priest. When the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while I'm coming, another step it down before me, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. He did not address the humanity. Boy, I already feel my help here today. Lord, have mercy. He said, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. He said, you're going to have enough strength to support what has been supporting you for 38. Somebody needs to hear that today. And immediately this man was made whole. Took up his bed and walked out. And on the same day was the Sabbath. I would preach to us today. Wilt thou be made whole? Lord, thank you for what I feel. I feel your anointing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Lord, when I begin to feel this, I know that something supernatural is happening. By reason of your people, I am a vessel. I am nothing today, Lord. It's not might or power. It's your spirit. It's your Holy Ghost. Heal our homes. Heal our families. Heal our marriages. Heal personality conflicts. Healing power be released. Oh, intercessor, begin to walk in our midst today. Break through, Lord, every doubtless existence. Break through, God, every place of resolute despair. And let faith and the absolutism of God's word come into our hearts. Now let's clap our hands all over this tabernacle. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Come on, apostolic church. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Woo, my God, my God. We need to praise him a little bit more right here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Come, wilt thou be made whole in your worship right now? Begin to respond to God already. God, I'm available for a miracle today. I'm available for a blessing. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today. One of the greatest things that we have to understand in the genre or the conversation of the miraculous is that you and I are not God. I have to admit that I am powerless to control my tendencies, i.e. fallen nature. I, I really am powerless if I would humble myself to, to control the nature inside of me. To do the wrong thing. And to admit that my life and our lives are unmanageable. Without the power 
of the Holy Ghost. The Bible clearly tells us that all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. It's in my fallen nature to sin. It's in your fallen nature to sin. Fact, the writer was implicit when he said, you were born, we were born in sin, and we were molded, yea, shapen, in a lawless environment called iniquity. None of us this morning are untainted because of sin. We have hurt ourselves. Hello, somebody. Because of sin, we have hurt other people. And in doing so, we have hurt the intention of God's plan for the church. This tells me that you and I need repentance today. Amen. The world would call it recovery, but I would call it repentance. The Bible tells you got to repent of your sins. I cannot fulfill the will of God in an unrepentant lifestyle. It doesn't matter if I'm the preacher. It doesn't matter if the door's got a plaque with my name on it. I've got to learn repentant. Amen. It's the only lifestyle that is conducive to the anointing and the call of God upon my life. Don't let position take us to hell. Don't let blessing take us to hell. But today, the Holy Ghost, do you really want a miracle? Do, it's not up to me, but the Bible's according to your faith. Oh, God's not asking today about miracles. He's trying to find somebody that's humble enough to get a miracle. Amen. Maybe seated. We, we have to have repentance to live life the way that God intended. All have sinned. And have come short. I just want to level the playing ground here today. The altar is not for the guilty. The altar is for those that used to be guilty. Well, if I go to the altar, everybody's going to think that I sin. If you don't go to the altar, the Bible says, unless you repent, you're going to die. I'm going to tell you, that's what the altar is my best friend. I might embarrass you. know why? Because when I run to the altar, because I believe you want a miracle. I believe you want a blessing. Wilt thou be made whole? All have sinned and come short, but we didn't have to leave it there. And such were some of us. But we didn't have to stay there. Jesus said, what do you want? <coughs> Pardon me today, but there's so many times we come to his house and we say, if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what this book says. This book says, knock. He said, I will respond to your action. I will, come on somebody, ask. And I, I gotta tell somebody today, miracles happen when people want them. Today I want a miracle. You can be healed of cancer today. You can be healed of infant. I'm a shut I'm not preaching a fairy tale. I'm, wilt thou be made I'm not living broke. I'm going to be made whole today. Today's my day. Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want? He said, I want to see. Jesus said, well, then receive your sight. Jesus did not answer him that he had no sight. He said, receive what you don't think you have. I would dare say today that some of us have miracles. We forgot about them. 
or we've overlooked them because of the casualness of carnality and, and the fragility of this finite mind. Do you have courage, my brother, to want your miracle again? Do you have courage, my sister, to get up out of your pew and run? I've shouted before, but I'm about to shout again. I've ran the aisles before, but I'm going to run again. Do you have the Do you have courage to want it? Come on, I know where I'm at today in the Holy Ghost. Do you have faith enough to break out of the trap of... Do you have courage to stand back up and say, devil, I'm going to shout again and I'm going to worship. Do you have courage to be whole? Do we have courage to live without walls again? Do we have courage to live without offense again? Come on, somebody. Marks, you may be seated, says something that Luke does not. Man, Mark says that the blind man followed Jesus in the way. Jesus said, go thy way, and he went in his way. He followed Jesus. The real test of this text is what you're going to do with your healing, what you're going to do with your blessing, what you're going to do with your finance, what you're going to do with your position and your free time. Let me clarify that. Jesus healed him and says, now I'm going to see what you do with my blessing. Why do we concentrate on the getting to the miracle instead of what follows the miracle? We shout, you, you know, when, you, when you're broke and you need God to pay a bill? Boy, you up in the prayer room early, fasting and praying, singing spiritual songs and hymns in the carpool. Uber won't even pick you up because you in the spiritual vein. But as soon as God pays the bill, come on somebody, I'm preaching to me today. And God, I healed you to actually see you. I'm going to have to preach this today. The power of Luke 19 and the writing of the gospel. It's not the blind man being healed, but what the blind man did with his healing. The Bible says he followed Jesus with his healing. I've seen it way too many times that God digs you and I out of the miry clay and we get position pause. We get position minded. Oh, wretched man that I am. Church, I got to preach to you. God's been good to me, but I haven't forgotten the pit that he dug me out of. Come on. Be blessed. Be a leader. Be anointed. But wilt thou be made whole? Praise God. Maybe see that Jesus gave Bart permission to do his own thing. You know, you can't tell who people really are when they're struggling. Everybody's spiritual when they need something. <laughs> you know that's the truth. Brother Dunno would say that ain't about right. That is right. Everybody wants to talk to Bishop when, when things are bad. Man, when you, when you got some Benjamin Franklins riding holy in both of your front pockets, <laughs> the gas tank is on full, the fried chicken's extra crispy. My, my. Red beans and rice is waiting. Roast is in the crock pot, simmering. Everything's good. Nobody wants to know him then. 
I'm preaching to people that have convinced themselves a miracle happened that actually has not happened yet. I'm a, the devil will let you live in a lie because he is one. I don't want to live in a lie, saints of God. I want to live in the absolute freedom and reality that truly I'm unworthy and truly I don't deserve a thing. But somewhere I made my mind up. I don't care if they laugh at me. I'm going to get a miracle. I don't care if they make fun of me. I'm going to get a miracle. I don't care if I got to pray through every, my God have mercy. I don't care if I got to pray through every day of the week. Jesus, I'll be blessed. I'll be made whole because I'm willing to be a miracle. Jesus said, I'm going to test you. I'm going to bless you so I can see you. I'm going to turn the lights on so you can see me. But I want to see you now. Blind Bartimaeus is trying to see Jesus. The miracle is not about him seeing Jesus. The miracle is about Jesus seeing him. Come on, preachers, I'm going to preach to us. God gave you a pulpit to test your integrity. God gave you anointing to test your character. I'm going to go ahead and preach today. God gave you finances to see if you'd be faithful and few and faithful in much. Let me tell you, oh, my God, I didn't mean to preach like this today. I got to follow the Holy Ghost. Don't get so blessed. You start telling God what you're going to do with his money. That is a lie from the pit of hell. He said, bring the tithe into my storehouse. I've got a I've pastored for over 10 years, but I've got a pastor that I'm submitted to. I take it. Yes, I take it to the house of God. Why? God's watching me now. God bless you with that new car. It's not so everybody can say he saw Jesus. It's so Jesus can see you. Now that I bless you, Go your way. I'm getting to the healing part. This is my introduction. And I've been trained by the best bishop on introductions. As he would say, I ain't even preaching yet. We're going to get to that. I blessed you so I could really see you. You never missed church when you was up in a struggle. Woo! Sign me up, Brother Gallardo. I'm about to go three for three today. What are you going to do with your vision? What are you going to do with your sight? What are you going to do with your anointing? Now you're not sitting and begging. Now you're my voice and now you're my example. And what are you going to do with it? I'm watching you. See, the responsibility you may be seated comes with vision. There's a responsibility that comes with the miraculous. Now, oh, you're a preacher. You got promoted. You're whatever. You got what you wanted from the relationship. Hear me? Some of you trying to, trying to Friday night Jesus. Trying to put him on date status. I got what I wanted from you. I got a little acquiescence of, of my conscience and I got a little bit of peace, but right, Monday's coming. And me and Garfield about to do our thing. Uh-huh. Now you got promoted. You got, I healed you. Now what are you going to do with it? Remember when you was driving that hoopty? But the hoopty knew how to go to church. Lord have mercy. Mm. I feel my southern Louisiana roots getting on me right there. Amen. Don't kid you. My great, great grandpa. No, my great grandpa was a black man. And I'm not ashamed of it, Brother Gibson. 
Amen. I'm, I'm identifying with my culture today. And when I get to preach, and I, I can hear that old, that old black preacher getting up there. Amen. That old sharecropping preacher. Amen. I get up and talking about how good God is. And it gets on me. I, I want to tell somebody. I hope God gives you millions. But don't forget why he gave them to you. I hope, I hope I get to drive a, a ride like Sister Caruth one day. But when I get that ride, I still want to be made whole. I still want to be hungry. I still, come on, I still want to be humble. I still want to be faithful. I'm going to tell you when God blesses us with much, I'm not going to become the directional force. Well, God, I'm going to do this. No, God, I'm running back to you. You gave me, I don't have one thing he didn't give. Church, hear me today. He owns our breath. He owns our heartbeat. He's our energy. He's our source. I got to tell you, he got you up this morning. He kept your heart beating. Led through the night. That's why today I'm running back. got to heal me. You got to touch me today. Maybe seated. I'm going to free you so I can see you. You think I healed you so you can see me? Brother, you, you, you're missing it. I gave you the Holy Ghost to see you. I can't get all this chicken bone got meat on it today. I'm going to chew on. I gave you that job and that position so I could see you. Mm, Lord, have mercy. I gave you that advantage so I could see who you really are. Some of us used to pray for the position we have now. And now that we have it, it don't mean a hill of beans. That's what the texts that Mark and Luke were writing about. I understood you when you had a disadvantage. I understood you when you were an addict. I understood you when you had no finances. By God, I'm preaching today. I understood you when all hell was arrayed against you. But now, amen, that you're calling yourself whole. I have no court. Come on, somebody. I don't want to lose track with God. God in my blessed state I don't want to lose track with the Holy Ghost and how much I need him because he's blessed me but I want to be the first for the Egyptian to run back to the house of mercy and say God if you don't touch me I'm not going to make it through let me see what you're going to do with your success let me see what you're going to do with your deliverance the Bible said he followed Jesus. What did he do with the knowledge he followed? What did he do with the opportunity he followed? Stopping what he was doing. Stopping his own demise. He followed Jesus. The man that sat in darkness and lived in doubt, defeat, and depression. I'm not going to come to church, amen, and dance around the mulberry bush and not get a victory. I want to tell you today, pride's got to take a beating in 2019. Oh, I don't want to speak of child's fables, but I think of the rich young ruler or the rich ruler, the king's clothes. And they sold him a garment that was invisible, but pride caused him to believe he was clothed, amen, in something that was not even there. 
there and sin as it always does exposed him for who he really was. I have decided church to follow Jesus. I'm not turning back. I don't care if I turn 150. I'm not turning. I have decided to follow him. Elder Abondo, I'm going to follow him through the fire. I'm going to follow him through the, through the phrase of life, but I'm not turning back. I'm not losing my prayer. I'm not losing my joy. I'm not losing my veracity and the verboseness of faith. I have decided. When Israel returned from captivity in the Old Testament, the first project was to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. The part of this story is found in the writings of Ezra. He records the rebuilding of the project, which took 20 years and symbolized the rebuilding of the relationship with the Lord. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. But 70 years after the completion of the temple, the walls of Jerusalem still lay in ruins. Thank God for Ezra, but oh, thank God for Nehemiah. And they had, both of them were an integral part. But here is a people who had, who have been able to reestablish the temple, which is a type of repentance, but they were unable to establish the recovery, which was the walls. I want to preach to us today. It's not the will of God that we live in repentance mode either. I got to tell some, you can make it from Sunday to Tuesday and Tuesday to Sunday. The devil is a liar. 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 I'm preaching to somebody. You don't have to go to bed in depression. God hasn't given you the spirit of depression, which is fear. I got to tell somebody, you need to jump back up on a Sunday morning and say, I will be healed. I will be made whole. The writer said, the whole have no need of a physician. That's why we don't see miracles in North America like we used to. I'm not preaching against doctors. I love them. Thank you, Dr. G, for what you're doing. Healing people is a type of Christ. I believe in that. Don't get me wrong. I, I've been to the doctor. I probably need to go see the doctor. My God. But I, I'm not up on no behavioral medication. I got medicated in Acts 2.38. My prescription was John 3.5. Oh, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall bother them. So I'm preaching to somebody. Here's where your miracle comes from. You got to get out of who you think you are and run back to who he is and say, Lord, I need the blood today. I've got a suit and tie on. I'm blessed. I'm successful. But God, I have not forgotten what you've done for me. Some of you have a temple, but you have no walls. You, you, you know how to pray through and, and, and get emotional. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm very emotional. How's my family? Hey, it's just, it is what it is. I'm emotional. Amen. I got to deal with it. I'm going to tell you today, I want to build some walls somewhere. 
How do I build a wall? God, it's me standing in the need of prayer. I'm not praying about what to preach. I'm not praying about what conference I'm preaching. No, no, no. I'm saying, Lord, you've got to get a hold of my mind. God, I ain't praying for my wife. I'm not praying for my kids. I'm praying for myself. i got to be saved. Come on, somebody. And in the midst of supplication, and in the midst of humbling yourself, angels begin to minister, and the word of God settles down. And he says, this blood is... Is for you. There's, there's people who've been saved in the church, but you're still broken. You've been fouled up by accidents and dented by disobedience and smashed by sin and ruined by rebellion. And some of us are, are injured by reason of ignorance today. You have a temple, but the enemy runs in. That's what he told them. We'll come in from the back. We'll come in from the sides. Oh, that's cool. You go to church, but you don't have no walls. Even the little foxes can run in. I got to preach to us today. This is why, amen, in this, this time of life that people can go from anointed to ugly. They can go from saved to wretched in a couple of seconds. I'm preaching to me today. God, get a hold of my attitude. God, get a hold of my reality. I gotta be made whole. I'm not, I'm not made up yet. I haven't got to heaven yet. I'm on my way today, but on the way, Jesus, heal my mind. They may well have been forgiven for the foolish seeds of sin, BC before Christ, but the harvest of sowing to the flesh does not disappear. Young people, hear me. When we pray through, you gotta stay through. God will forgive you your sins, but you're going to have to mess with the rubble. You're going to have to rebuild the temple. Let, let, let me just preach today. Amen. We, we, we have the greatest man of God. Amen. He's a man of mercy. But let me just tell you, sometimes we misinterpret the miracle because we pray through and we run to him and we run to leadership. And I'm ready to be plugged back in yet. But what that wise man of God knows, the miracle has still got to mess with the rubble. And if I allow them to have a house without walls, they're going to be lost and undone. Hear me. We've got to have an attitude. I've got to be made oh I didn't pray through to get back on the platform that's carnality I prayed through that my name would be written in the Lamb's book of life I didn't pray through to make bishop happy or pastor happy I prayed through for my family I prayed through for my kids I prayed through for the revival in our city I'm hurrying today salvation doesn't fix all of your problems. Can I get a witness on a Sunday morning? They told me when I got married, it fixed all my problems. It didn't. Not married the best. Let's be real today. When you get a job, it's going to fix all your money problems. Brother Wynn, you're going to have to cover that on Saturday night. Financial peace is a big thing. Salvation doesn't dissolve all the problems in our life, but it gives us an advocate if we're humble. Notice Jesus always says, come unto me, all ye that are. He never said, I'm going to come to you. Because pride never has an approach. Pride never approaches. 
pride. I'm going to set up a booth on the way to Jericho. I want you get get into the mind. I guarantee you they knew this was Jesus' last trip because the disciples were arguing who was going to sit where. Jesus is on his way to Calvary, but this is what carnality will do. Well, I'm, I'm going to just see if he can fill my cup one more time. No, 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 no. What about Calvary? What about, what about revival? What about what we're doing for the kingdom? New life in Jesus opens the doorway to the solution. But I have to go. I have to put one foot in front of the other. I got to pray without ceasing. I mean, all Sunday night, I can shout about my miracle, but when it comes time to fast, I'm like, you know, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. <laughs> Come on, we always, been, they that wait upon the Lord, that's the waiter with the towel. Can I get you some more water while you're working up my miracle? <laughs> can, I, can I get you a Diet Coke? That's, that's what I like. Diet Coke with a squeeze of lime in there. They that wait upon Jesus. I'm just in the prayer room because uh, I want to make sure that I make this meeting special. Jesus, you're not at McDonald's. Mike, check one, two. Jesus, uh, I'm asking for prime rib, but I offered up a chicken nugget that was three days old and undone. Come on, somebody. I'm not trying to give God uh, a McDonald's Disneyland experience. I'm trying to sequester him. I'm trying to seclude him. I'm trying to draw him away into a secret place. I'm trying to go to the top of the mountain. I'm trying to find him. Uh, amen. In the cliff. Come on, somebody. But in the secret place. Of the pavilion, in the secret place of the tabernacle. There the fire of the Holy Ghost, it dwells. But the only way you can get there is with an attitude. I got to see Jesus. Amen. How many's heard the expression, time heals all wounds? How many believes that's true? That's what I thought. Time don't heal wounds. Don't talk to your spouse for a week. Tell me about healing. (laughs) That ain't healing. Time makes things worse if there's not a place of repentance. Wounds that are left untended fester and become infectious. They begin to spread throughout the body by reason of the bloodstream. Oh, we cannot forget about the stripes. We cannot forget about the blood. The, the, if you will, the, the white blood cells, the antibodies, amen, that, that chemical makeup that is so divine that it, it becomes intrusive into our demise and it heals the extremities from the inside out. But when Jesus said, I'm going to make you whole, he was talking to somebody that had no problems on the outside. He had problems on the inside. I'm preaching to us today. We need to find that place where the potter can pull us apart and put his hands that are masterful back inside of us and he can begin to shape us and he can begin to come on I don't want to get too hard that the potter had to reject me but I want to walk back and say Lord I want to be made tear me down put me back together but Lord don't leave me unhealed and unbroken one day a father was trying to get something ready to preach and he got little boys like I do and now they're not so little but when they're about three or four years old, maybe five years old, 
Every child does it. Elder Carruth, they tap before they ask. And, and, and my especially thing, he went, Dad, I say, you, you speak to me before you tap on me. Or we're going to have to have an understanding. Man, you better give your heart to the Lord because I'm going to get you. And, and he would tap incessantly. And in and the story, I, I read it years ago and it's in my spirit this morning. Pastor's trying, he's feverishly trying to get something ready for Sunday night. He has no direction. He can't figure out nothing. And his five-year-old little boy's in the office. And daddy, I'm bored. You know how kids do it, I'm bored. Daddy, I have nothing to do. He don't know where to put his hands and he's nervous. And now the dad's getting frustrated at him. And, and, and he grabs an offering bucket and, and he, he thumbs through a National Geographic and he finds a picture of the world taken by the Hubble telescope. And, and he rips it up in, in his adult fury. And, and obviously his heightened sense of intelligence as he's dealing with a five-year-old. And he grabs some scotch tape and, and he throws the scotch tape in the bucket and, and the ripped up crude jigsaw puzzle. And he says, here, five-year-old, uh, that I have outsmarted uh, with such ease, I want you to put the world back together. And so he smugly returns to his seat of confusion and of no direction, but he's happy now that he's outwitted a five-year-old child. Um, and, and in just... Three or four minutes, and he heard, there was a stretching of scotch tape and the rustle of paper. And pretty soon, he heard tap, 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 tap. He felt it. Son, for the love of God, what do you want from me? And the little boy held up. He said, look, Daddy, I put the world together. And now, now the Daddy's going, uh, you're my son, and I, I, I'm kind of pleased right now. In fact, I'm overwhelmed. I didn't know you had it in you, son, but I love you. And, and you put the, sure, the continents, were, they were a little misaligned, but everything was in perfect order. He said, son, how did you put the world together? The little boy, tongue in cheek, he said, daddy, turn it over. And he turned it over. There was a picture of a man. And the little five-year-old boy said in childish wisdom, daddy, I just put the man together and the world took care of itself. I got to preach to somebody today. Quit trying to fix your world. My God, I feel such a burden today. Quit trying to fix everybody around you. I'm going to tell you, it's me standing in the need of prayer. If you'll put the man together, if you'll put the woman together, he'll put everything in perfect order. Oh, somebody ought to help me praise him on a Sunday morning. But do you want it? Will you be made whole? God, I got problems in my world. No, I got problems in me. But when I submit it to the Holy Ghost, he will order my steps. It's amazing how much better the world looks when I'm put together. Let me break that down. It's amazing how much better my brethren look when my world's put together. I mean, my man's put together. It's amazing how much service looks better when this man's put together. Oh, God, I'm preaching to me today. If you've been hurt, God wants to heal you. If you're confused, he wants to lead you. If you feel you can't change, he's the original changing agent. He said, I will transform you. I will make you new again. I'm preaching to somebody. If you feel nobody understands you, he's a comforting God. And he's the Prince of Peace. And he's with you. But somewhere we have to run back into a house of mercy and say, Lord, touch me again. 
You may be seated. Life is tough. It really is. Life's tough. How many still believe that? I know we've been going to FPU for a couple weeks, and some of you, they got the baby steps out of the way, Brother Wynn, Sister Wynn, and they no doubt are multimillionaires, as we ought to be. Just saying. She said, you're the head, not the tail. Amen. I want to do the eating, not the wagon. But I ain't going to touch that today. We live in an imperfect world. It's imperfect. I mean, just look in the mirror. That's what I do. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm praying for you. See, we don't like to say that. We like to say that the shovel ministry. Oh, oh, Lord, I know this is your people, but God, she, she a mess, God. <laughs> and Lord, he's got good intentions, but, but Lord, you're going to. You know, if David would have looked at a mirror instead of out of a window, he never saw Bathsheba. Too many people got that window ministry, Brother Gibson. <laughs> we need to get the mirror ministry. You know what the brazen labor was, Elder? It was a mirror. It was a place, am I right? It was a place of repentance. And when you washed your hands, you, you saw yourself for who you were and were not. But I'm not God. Hello, somebody. I, they, they literally call it the Jesus syndrome. Everybody's got a ministry, but nobody's got a revelation. And nobody's got a relationship. Come on, somebody. My relationship and my revelation is what allows me to operate in his ministry. For it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his spirit, saith the Lord. Oh, I got to preach to me today. I'm running back to the house of miracles. Lord, if nobody wants a miracle, lay it on a brother. If nobody wants a financial blessing, I want a blessing. Brother Wynn, we are going to do missions work independently. How are we going to do it? When he makes us whole, my financial is a whole. My marriage is whole. My kids are whole. And now the world can be reached. How many's never hurt somebody in your whole life? Let me see your hand real quick. You never hurt nobody. Oh, I'm doing good. This is great. 100%. Everybody in this room needs repentance. Starting with me. I'm chief, Paul said. I'm chief. Everybody, unless you're perfect, any perfect people up in the house? Oh, Brother Kevin. You know what? If I hadn't given that to your wife, I'd take the card back and smack you in the head with it right now. But I'm, you're from the swamps of Louisiana, so we're going to have to give you grace today because some people just don't know. <laughs> but even if you haven't lived a perfect life, if you've ever been hurt, if you've ever had a hang-up or a habit you'd like to get rid of, I'm preaching to us today. The good news is that regardless of what you need to recover, we need to recover from. Is, and I, I don't want to get caught in that. That's the world. I have a recovery program. God has a new life program. Listen, I, I won. I, we won. I won. We won. Jesus won. I just got to be a part of a man that worked for the state of Nevada that became the, the chief uh, uh, counselor for recovery. And, and he got the Holy Ghost and God began to use him. And he said, Pastor, you always, you always get this look in your face when I talk about AA and recovery. I said, yeah, because y'all stop there. 
know, I like it. I like a lot. They do some good things. But I don't like when you get up and say your name and say who you are. Where's grace? Where's the blood? I want to stand up not in AA, but in Acts 2.38. It does not yet appear what I'm going to be, but I'm not what I used to be. My name is Joel Thane Buxton, but I've been bought with a price. I'm no longer an addict. I'm no longer a loser. Come on, somebody. But you got to be willing to stand up and say... I am made whole. I'm an overcomer. But come on, I'm preaching to lifestyles. I'm preaching to hangups and habits. You don't have to die in a recovery program. God's got a revelation that he has made thee the head and not the tail. You know what Jesus taught on the, the, the Sermon on the Mount? Eight ways to be happy the Beatitudes. But that's what, we would buy the book. Some of you already have it. Costco. How to be happy for, uh, I won't say it over a little bit. Those um, ingenious. How to be happy for the ingenious. How's that? And we buy it and we order it because we want to be happy. Most of these statements don't make sense. If you read the Beatitudes, it sounds like God has no clue of what we're going through. But I want to talk about Matthew 5 and 3. Blessed are those who are spiritually poor. Good news translation. Happy are those, blessed are they that know they're spiritually poor. I am not God. I can't fix people. Boy, what a relief. I'm trying to take the pressure. Man, I got to save them. The first step in my journey to being made whole. It's admit that God alone has all power and sovereignty. And without him, I can do nothing but fail. The greatest step of recovery is to realize, no matter how long I've had the Holy Ghost, no matter how many little messages that he's placed in my heart, I must admit over and over again, create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. God, I'm nothing. I'm a mud man. Come on, somebody. But when you begin to do that, I'm going to tell you, you feel love that cannot be plumbed. I'm trying to preach to somebody. Don't shout yourself into the numbness of carnality, but learn to run back to an old-fashioned apostolic altar and say, Lord, if it had not been for you, where would I be? You'd be in jail today. You'd be in job court today. You'd be homeless today. But the miracle man, the grace that was amazing, he walked up to your house and say, will thou be made whole? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. You ever stay up too late when you know you need to go to sleep? Here, the, let, me, let me see. You ever eat more calories than your body needs? Thank you. I got a strong witness in the house today. Go ahead, Sister Mel. Okay. Who was that? Oh, was that you, Sister Sabrina? Okay. Well, you guys are sitting so close, you look like twins right now. And both of you honoring Jesus' name, so... I'm blaming the both of you. Even the Bible says we're two or three are gathered. So, go ahead, sisters. Bring. I like that. Well, I'm going to be 80 and still shopping at Forever 21 because I don't want to be made whole. 
But I, I want everybody to think that I'm. <laughs> oh, that's honey Rogaine or brother Rogaine. <laughs> it's rogue on. It's rode away. I'm, I, I like how my, my bishop preaches that. God only made a few perfect heads, the rest he covered with hair. Come on. No, I like that. It's an attitude of I'm going to be made whole. You can never tell my father he's short. He may be 5'7", but he, he don't know. Bishop don't know he's 5'7". He's a giant in, in the Holy Ghost. And the I'm going to just tell you, you know what I like? Oh, oh, you're, you're padding. I'm not padding. And even if he's listening, I preach if he's on this platform because I've preached it my whole life because he preached it his whole life into me. Greater is he that is with it. See, you're not whole because you're waiting on a man. But somewhere you got, I've got a God that's bigger than the universe. He was born of a virgin, but in his hands he holds the, come on somebody. You got to have that kind of faith when you run down to this altar. I'm not coming to see, I'm coming to get a healing and a miracle. I'm going to be made whole today. But according to your faith, in closing today. First one, I'm entitled to three. That's first one. You ever try to control somebody with your words or your actions or your moods? I have. It doesn't work very good. Let me just, that's a public announcement. FYI, it made things worse. I know this sounds vaguely familiar to you, my brothers and my sisters, and your risen state of holiness. This vaguely resonates with your humanity. Yeah. Y'all pray for the preacher today. Romans 7, 15. Don't say amen right there. Say. <laughs> Romans 7, 7, 15, living Bible. I don't understand myself at all. For I really want to do what is right, but I can't. He said, the things I want to do, I don't do them. And the things I don't, I don't want to do, I end up doing them. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the greatest missionary that, that one Asia minor modern day Turkey without an automobile and a plane. This was the man that was in shipwrecks and perils. This was the anointed man of God. And he said, I do what I don't want to do, what I hate. I know perfectly well that what I'm doing is wrong. And my bad conscience proves that I agree with these laws I'm breaking. But then he says, I can't help myself because I'm no longer doing it. It is sin inside me that is stronger than I am. I want to preach to somebody. Miracles happen to people that need them. And miracles don't happen to people that don't need them. I'm going to tell you, the devil is real. I give him no praise or honor today. But we're in a battle, my brothers and sisters. And again, I'm asking you, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to live with the devil? Or do you want to live with joy? Do you want to live in the fire? Or hell, or do you want to walk on streets of gold? God's come to ask us today, what would you want of me? What would you ask of me? What would you just, oh, I wish a daddy needed a miracle. I wish there was a mama today that said, my babies need a miracle. We have to understand the cause of the problem, the consequence, but you need to get a revelation of the cure. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. I'm going to get my peace back. 
What did you come to church for? I've been missing my joy. I've been depressed. Come on, I'm preaching to people. Anxiety is up on you like a cheap suit. I'm trying to tell you, that's not the will of God. You may have messed up on the way to church, but there's an altar in this house today. And the God of glory, he wants to forgive you. I'm preaching to me today. He wants to wash and cleanse. Can I, can I answer the question today? You know what the cause of my problem is? Sin. But we, we get scared when we talk about that. Why do we like to address symptoms and never the epitome or the cause? Hey Amen. Sometimes a scab on the exterior of the body is indicative of a deep wound that can destroy the body. The writer said, I'd rather cast myself on the rock, lest the rock follow me and grab me to powder. If you stayed a little bit deeper, he said, it's almost like a filing agent. I would rather go to the word of God and use it for a consolidated area. Lest God have to let the whole rock on me because my whole body's infected with what which was topical and myopic. Wilt thou be made whole? Well, my marriage, wilt thou be made whole? My sons, wilt thou be made whole? We're fixing to come to this altar. But some of us are going to come back to a personal walk with God. That through the years we have departed from. Not because we're evil. It's just because it's the tendencies of humanity. I'm going to tell you my nature. I don't fight the devil, Brother Gibson. I fight this old nature inside of me. I fight the, the Joel Thane Buxton inside of me. And it makes me want to do things that are not good for me. Oh, you're being transparent. I'm not living in sin. I haven't come short. And I'm not preaching my own grace message today. I'm just telling you. He said, my righteousness is as filthy rags. That tells me, Elder Paul Price told me, when you preach your greatest message, when thousands have got the Holy Ghost, you need to repent, young preacher. You need to go fall an altar and humble yourself. I'm preaching to us. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of it leads to death. Quit faking it till you make it and say, God, I want to carry my bed. I want to get back on my feet and I want to walk by faith. In closing, second, behind all of my problems is this attitude. I want to be in control. They call it the Jesus syndrome. I want to decide what's right and wrong. I want to call the shots and make my own rules. I'm taking my marbles and I'm going home. They don't even play marbles anymore. I don't know what to play. Fortnite. God help us. I'm the center of the universe and if everybody does not circulate around me and orbit around me, then I'm going home. I'm preaching to me today. I want to be my own boss and live my own way. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end therefore is the ways of death. Death is sin. Death is that separation of eternity. If it feels good, that's what the world says, I want to do it. Sin doesn't feel good. The pleasures of sin are for a season. Young people hear me. Amen. Don't, don't buy in the life. It feels good. Do it. Uh, it, it, it that's, not, that's not a good thing. I like jumping off a cliff because it feels good. 
but I try to jump in the water. Amen. You, you can jump. It feels good for a couple seconds until you make that final impactful landing. Oh, I don't want to wake up when I'm 50 years old and realize I've squandered every blessing. I've squandered every prophecy. I've squandered every ounce of grace because I got embittered because I quit wanting to be made whole. Church, I'm preaching from the depths of my heart today. I'm tired of playing God. I don't want to be God. I just want to be an humble servant. That's the Lord. If you can use anything, you can use me. That doesn't make you less of a man or a woman. That makes you more of a man. Because Jesus said, unless you become a servant, unless you become a kid, you're not one of mine. Come on, God. Knock the arrogance out of us. Knock this thing out of us that's keeping us from miracles. Musicians, help me today. You know, the more insecure you become, the more driven we are to control. Insecure people are control freaks. Is that all right, somebody? I'm going to control everybody in the environment. And we feel driven to do this. It's mankind's oldest problem. Control is a real issue. How do we play God? We, we try to control our image. Well, I did that so they would think about, there was a man used to sit on this platform. He's lost and undone. I asked him one time, Elder, I said, brother, why do you always look so mean? He did. He sat up here. I mean, it looked like he swallowed molten barbed wire and was holding it about right here. Blessed, wealthy. The word of God was anointed. But he started getting bitter. He said, I want the people to respect me. And I'm going to do that because I want them to be scared of me. I want to be mean. He was almost twice my age, and I, I pulled myself back. And I told myself, something bad's going to happen. Oh, he set up on that platform. Holy Ghost, be moving. He just... And I watched God take the hedge off of his life. The man that could tell you about dispensationalism that would blow your mind. Old Testament scholar. Knew the, knew the old language. Was it new end time prophecy? Probably better than anybody I've ever talked to. I spent hours with him talking about the oneness of God. He was brilliant. But he started trying to manipulate he tried, to, he tried to control what other people think of him. And so he began to wear a mask and he began to deny his own feelings, hoping to impress them. I want to ask somebody today, why are we afraid to be who God made us to be? Oh my God. Brother Kevin Rogers, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm not advocating sin by any means, but I'm going to tell you, you're my brother and you're going to have to help me pray sometimes. Brother Chris Lawrence, I don't ever want to be too big to say, Brother Lawrence, you got to pray with me. I, I need you to walk me down the altar. Brother, I'm going through it and I want to be made whole, but I don't have enough strength. But brother, if you help me, this may be lost to the blind. But thank God the blind man heard. He heard Jesus. We all stand today. I'm preaching to people who have 
resigned to the fact, this is the way that I am. You're going to have to like it or leave it. Oh, that's the worst sign of a savior complex. And the highest form of selfishness that Lucifer himself exemplified. Lucifer was thrown out of heaven because of who he was. I shall ascend. I shall arise. I shall be like the most high. He was the first originator that denied the originator of carnality, that denied a miracle. I don't want a miracle. I want to sit. I want to stand. God does not love us for who we are. He loves us for who we are supposed to be. I'm reaching to somebody today with all of my heart. I wept last night for you in the office and this morning. Tears ran down my face as God knew you were going to be in this house today. And I'm asking for all of us to get very personal on a Sunday morning. Do you want to be made whole, my sister, my brother? I'm not preaching to your spouse today, but I want to remind you, you're an overcomer by the blood of Lamb and the word of your testimony. We're going to pray today. Oh, he loves righteousness, God does, but he hates sin. I'm preaching to Naaman today. Your miracle has flesh conditions on it. Well, I want to be healed, but I'm not dipping in Jordan. I wish I could have been there. I wonder if God said, then you don't want to be made whole yet. Because my miracles are not conditional. They're eternal. If God loved you for who you are and were and didn't want to change you, then why did he go to Calvary? If God wanted us to be how we are, he would have never hung bled and died on Calvary. Prayed his great drops of blood in Gethsemane. He went through the cross. He endured the whip. So I didn't have to be who I've always done. Can I tell you the expression of Calvary? Wilt thou? be made whole I'm opening these altars today to somebody that really wants a miracle somebody that wants to get rid of an addiction today I'm reaching for you come on somebody come on somebody will you wash in the muddy waters of Jordan today come on come on sin and flesh that didn't want conditions and boundaries altered us from the genesis we should be living in than the garden of Eden come on somebody God said I gave you the whole garden but you can't eat of the one tree my miracles are conditional my dominion is conditional come on we'll now be made whole you thought I was worth come on Quit saying I can handle it. Quit saying it's really not a problem. Quit saying I'm fine. Let's quit saying I don't need any help. Quit saying I can quit when I want to. I'll work it out on my own. No, no. That's trying to play God. Somebody quit trying to fix it and find Jesus.
Jesus Christ again. Come on, sing to God. You've had the Holy Ghost for years. Don't follow this trap. Wilt thou be made whole? You're anointed. You're called. You're a leader. But God wants to heal you today. Come on, young man. Come on, young lady. Tell him glory. Glory. Come on, as we're praying right now, how much more time are you going to spend running from the pain? How much more time are you going to spend trying to avoid it, deny it, escape it? You try to reduce it and postpone it. Come on, somebody. We try to postpone our pain by eating or not eating, getting drunk or smoking or drugs or relationships. We develop compulsive habits to control and to cope. Then we become abusive. Then we become angry. Then we become critical and judgmental and then depressed to hide the pain. I'm preaching through you. Cast your cares right now, brother. Come on. Come on, throw them at the foot of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Get real. Get real. Don't control your pain. Give it to Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Woo! I feel old-fashioned conviction in the house today. Mama, I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just telling you. Don't go to hell convinced you got it all together. Come on, somebody. Get rid of frustration right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I thought I was worth saving. You can't even change. Some must slip that hand up a little. I want to be made whole again. I want to be healed. I know who I'm preaching to today. I want to be healed. Things that happened to me as a child, things that have happened in my adult life, I've learned to cope with it, but I want to be healed. I don't want just a house, I want one. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory. Oh, I'll praise you. Come on. You may have had great loss. You may have a lot of pain.
Come on, he's here. Can't believe it, Lord. You came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. You thought I was worth keeping, yeah. You freed me up inside. You are to die for. Still can't believe it. You sacrificed your life so I could be. Go ahead, go ahead, come on. Miracles are unfolding. Pray all the way through. Somebody's getting a fresh touch today. God's not through with you. God's not finished with you. God's not angry at you. He wants to make you whole. Go ahead, go ahead.
still praying hear me I can't get released from this it is our human nature that we never change until our pain becomes greater than the fear of change we don't change when we see light we change when we feel heat and things start falling apart God whispers to us in the good times but he shouts in our pain I'm I'm reaching for somebody. God has heard your cry. God has seen your tear that has bounced off the pillow. Pain, my brother, my sister, is the megaphone of heaven. It's the warning light on the dashboard of life. Let it motivate you right now to face the pain and pressure and hear the voice of God. One more time, can we pray? Humbly, I come before you. God, with no supposition, no preposition no facade nothing added, nothing taken away it's me oh God standing in the need of prayer it's me oh God come on before you walk out of this house the waters are troubled some of you are going to take home what you have been laying in for 38 years my 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 oh Every eye is closed, every head is bowed. Pray all over this house. Ah. Heal us right now. Wilt thou be made whole? 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 God, you resist the proud, but you give grace to the humble. Thank you for this precious people that have humbly walked into your throne room today. God, people that are successful, you have made them pillars of Hilltop Tabernacle. Through them, we're going to reach the world. Through them, God, the gospel is going to be propagated. But Lord, give us... Give us the experience and the maturity to stay humble. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
Somebody said amen. You got to go. God bless you. People are praying. I'm not going to dismiss this service. Let's respect those that are tagging him. There's healing take, taking place. Take your time, my brother. Enjoy the house of mercy today. If you got to go, God bless you. See you tonight for prayer. So glad Sister Carol's in the house of the Lord today. God's touched her body. Wilt thou be made whole?